You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for Seminal Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminal Headlines begins right now. 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Great to be with you as always. There's Ira, there's Corey. Mics are on, boys. How are you? We're all back together. In the studio together. It feels We're, good. It feels good to be doing this again. It's exciting. It's always exciting. Never let that lose you guys. I'll have to get different hosts <laughs> in here. You guys got to always feel that mm. butterfly in your belly. You still get the butterflies, right? Oh, yeah, man. I couldn't. I, I, would th- I threw up right before the show started. <laughs> mm. I couldn't stop it. That's why we and, keep that trash bale there, buddy. Jeff, if you were like me, I don't know how many people. I had countless people come up to me uh, in the last week and were like, uh, you know, I, I think I enjoyed this last headlines more than the mo- more than most. Did you have any of that, like just Ira Free headlines? or I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I, let's start the show with it, and, and then we, we address it and we move on. I want to begin the show by saying our thanks to Register <laughs> okay, Sausage, fair. who uh, has been just an unwavering supporter mm. of Seminole Headlines as currently constructed. No matter who's add, in the building. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Unwavering yeah. in their support and in their ability to continue to produce delicious sausage. We had a good registers moment in the house on Sunday, mm. sitting around the house, and you know Molly, she just graduated college. Yeah, with honors. Congratulations, you know, of course Molly. we know. Um, yeah. But uh, she was home. She's home, so she hasn't got you know the registers deal now. We, they've been part of the program for a couple of years, but she's been off at college, right? So she was home Sunday, and Kim and I made some registers for lunch, just simple, just the registers mm. on some hot dog buns, right. some mustard, golden. And uh, Molly goes, uh, "Can I have one of these? There's two left." And uh, I said, yeah, you can have one. So she eats. She starts eating one, and like two bites in, she goes, what are these? Like, why, why are these so good? And mm. I was like, Molly, they're register sausage. You should know that. They're, pay- they're all paying for your yeah, college. Yeah. But then uh, then like five minutes later, she's like, hey, can I have the last one? Oh, look at Molly. She mm, was, uh, so she's it. not getting any of this And let's be honest, Molly pays for Molly's college. because That's she, true. She earned all those scholarships. She didn't have to pay a dime. That's fair. Like, but you can't let me feel like I'm right, doing well, something yeah, here. Still. Uh, what we can do is go, yay, sausage. <laughs> and you can have some too. Registermeats.com is the website. Or if you're anywhere in the southeast, pretty much go to your local grocery store. They'll carry it. And if they don't, protest. And then they'll start carrying it. All right, boys, what do we make of the absurdity that Florida State was one of the last four teams in? I scoffed at the notion, given that, depending on where you're looking at RPI, they're 30th or 29th, and seems awfully odd to me that you could be a top 30 RPI team and be one of the last four in. But then again, if you look at the makeup of the field, 
I think they just grabbed some dudes off the street and said, pick some teams you think deserve to be in the tournament. <laughs> Holy moly. Apparently some dudes from some small conferences. Yeah. What's you know, going on here? RPI to me, and this is something that you know we've all complained about RPI over the years, but it's it's we just kind of accept it for how that it's it is important. But how ridiculous is a format where you could be 16 one week, you lose a couple games, and now you're 25. And then you, you, you know, it's just such a weird, you're playing 52 games, 50 something games in yeah. college baseball. I don't understand how if the fluctuations vary so greatly. And so apparently, Florida State goes from 16 or 17 in the RPI. They have a bad week. Now they're 29 in the RPI, and they may not make the NCAA tournament. I mean, a week later. Yeah, I brought it up with uh, you can hear me, right, Jeff? I can hear you loud great, and clear, buddy. Well, it just says Mike is muted on my on the no, computer you're in good. front of me. Don't, good. don't worry about the technical me. aspects. I know that was my Let fault. Let us do the. Don't worry, oh, okay. your pretty little. Thing. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but I was bringing it up to Aslan. Like, if they don't lose uh, on two straight walkoffs to Florida and North Carolina, if they win those games, they're in the conversation to host, in my opinion. Right? Apparently not. But it, it, well, they, would they RPI wise, they would have been right. in, in, yes. in, that would have been a they'd have beaten Florida. Two out of three, one on the road, um, and that's a host team. North Carolina ended up being a host team. So if you win those two games, then beat Virginia. So if you go three and three in your last six, you're very close to hosting, but you went one and five, and now you barely make the tournament. That's a that's yeah. a lot of uh, and a, and a, that's a big window. And it would have been reflected on the mm. RPI, which would have gone from sixteen or seventeen to like eight or nine. But instead, you lose a couple games, and now you're thirty. Yeah, I mean it's uh, just it's just the, the whole oddity. thing. The you're playing such the the benefit to playing a large sample size should be that there shouldn't be great huge fluctuations. You're not only playing twelve college football games, you're playing fifty something games. But for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. At the end of the season, your RPI is going to just completely fluctuate. Well, and okay, so and I'm not with, saying Florida State should have a high, high RPI. I'm just saying it's a weird the whole weird but, process but, is weird. Right. So to your point, I would argue that 29 or 30 feels about right. For the RPI, yeah, but yeah. how is a team that's twenty nine or thirty barely getting into the tournament? Yeah. But but how, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like you can have a twenty eight RPI and be one. Right. You're close to being a top twenty five team in the country. What what the hell? Why would you be on the verge of not making the tournament? Right. What are we talking about? That was bizarre to me. Like I think Florida State's RPI seems about right. They've been a pretty average ass team. I agree, yeah. but I, but if they had won a couple, if they win the walk off against Florida and they win the first, the, the other walk off against North Carolina, is their RPI eighteen? Like, I no, 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 I, I understand what it's... you're saying. I, I get we, we're in agreement here. It's it's weird, but I do think that even still, right, right. What's I was nobody was under the impression. Nobody that covers college baseball, watched even five minutes of college baseball, had any inkling of an understanding that, or idea what this RPI is. Yeah. Thought that Florida State was one of the last four in, or that NC State was in real trouble. Oh, that yeah, NC State wasn't going to make it, and and then we're not even going to get into because it would bore the tears to people to tears. But the amount of teams that got screwed just in terms of where they were sent and who's hosting and who isn't, it's bizarre. They don't know what they're doing in college I, baseball. They don't know what they're doing. I can't wait till the Notre Dame players show up at Georgia Southern. Yeah, I see Those get facilities. a little Statesboro up in you. Actually, they have, a nice, they have nice facilities there uh, now. They've put a lot of money into it. But, yeah, nice. it's, it's funny to think of Notre Dame fans rolling into Statesboro. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. fun. No, it's just strange <laughs> to me that people I, – I, it's gotten worse. Like, I used to think it couldn't be any worse. They used to hide behind things like security. That's why the South had to beat the hell out of each other. 
yeah. all the time while we let somebody in from like Minnesota to go on a run because they played three teams from the Midwest or something. And I used to say, what, what are we talking about? Well, we didn't want to fly so many teams, you know, security guys, security. What the hell are you talking about? If the idea is we're getting the best teams and putting them in the best position based on the, the RPI and the strength of schedule and the quality of play, why, why are we going to have them cannibalize each other just because they're regionally located next to one another? That's stupid. That's not the way the basketball tournament works. All of Correct. Them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole thing's done. They've never cared. They've never proven they care about uh, college baseball, but, really. But it's it's fine. Who does? Who does really? But as for, where's Florida State's going though? I mean, it's as good as it could be. I mean, I, it's yeah, a no, tough, I'm not yeah, mad about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so from from an overall standpoint, from a Florida State standpoint, you know, I mean, they were going to be a three seed probably somewhere based on the way they finished those last couple those last week or two, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, I mean, it's not like Auburn or UCLA is unbeatable. No, so I think they're all. in a decent spot. They're not having to go that far away. There'll be a decent number of FSU fans, I would imagine. Um, so from their standpoint, I think it still works out okay. Yeah, they're not in. Yeah, this is, again, our expectations for this team are probably pretty minimal based on what we've seen. The the wild inconsistencies, so many things that they don't do well uh, <clears throat> to go with some of the things that they do. Uh, we don't expect them to be an elite club, but it's baseball, and weird things can happen, and they could easily win that regional. Nobody would be stunned if they won that regional, and that includes the teams that are there. Uh, probably some teams, if, if you're a one or a two there, you're not happy that Florida State's there because, again, frontline pitching can carry a regional. Yeah, it'd be nice if it was frontline pitching anymore. I mean, that is the oddity, yeah. right? And, and, and that is. That, hasn't been good for three starts. Um, Hubbard's had like one good start out of six, so you don't real, feel real comfortable with anybody really outside of Crowell. By the way, to answer Jason's question in the chat, and he's right, uh, didn't teams close uh, is keeping teams close uh, with a regional start after 9/11? It is what happened after 9/11, and they were e- easily able to conveniently hide behind security after 9/11. Uh, we we we're a good ways removed from 9/11. It's mm, yeah. you know, it's pretty strange that they're still doing that, but nonetheless, it's college baseball. People don't care all that much, but. It has been a while since the three of us got together yeah. and had the opportunity to talk about Florida State football. And Florida State football got, since the last time the three of us were together, another transfer portal player that we'll see what he is. But I, I was talking to somebody who uh, would know about offensive line, and they happened to suggest that that's a guy that will compete for a starting job. Well, that's, I mean, you didn't, you, yeah, you didn't bring him in for uh, for depth purpose. I mean, you I did. I thought we did. You did, but, you know, you, it's not like you've got uh, the hogs up front. That are all Russ Grimm and I can't remember the Joe Jacoby is that one? Yeah, Can that's you, one of them. Okay, uh, you don't have that Washington team, uh, the Washington uh, starting I, offensive line. Very timely reference. Forty years Corey. ago, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. You know, mm. I can, can you think of another like really good Dallas offensive Dallas Cowboys line? in the '90s? Larry Allen. There the you go, Larry Allen and the yeah. big, mm-hmm. the big, huge uh, mm-hmm. Stepnoski. Uh, who was the other guy? The guy that uh, Nate Newton. There you go. Come Old on, Nate brother. Newton. You didn't come to play today. I didn't. You did I'm not come to, to play today. Are you going to name every player that's ever played there football? Thinking he can't be talking about Nate Newton. I, yeah, unbelievable. But he was talking about. I Nate wanted Newton. to refer. I didn't want to refer to him because I know he got busted with a huge yeah. amount of marijuana in his car. I yeah. think it was weed, and it I didn't want to weed. refer to him as that because he played in the league for 12 years, mm-hmm. but I could not think of his name. Not once, but twice. But um, it's not like this Florida State offensive line is is uh, you know sealed tight and anchored with five guys, and and they haven't proven to be very good. They've proven to be average and adequate. So, yeah, I figured this guy certainly has a chance to come start. And we looked at his PFF numbers, and, again, we know they're not the end-all, be-all when it comes to uh, judging football players. But his best year by far was in 19 when he played for Atkins. 
Like he graded out like as the 83 pass blocking against Clemson that year in like 60 snaps. Now that was a, that was a guard, and then he played some at tackle. But uh, yeah, I, I think this kid can play. I think he's a guy that uh, gives you a lot of versatility and a lot of depth, which is good because this offensive line needs it. Yeah, I'm sure he was not. Uh, he, I'm sure he did not benefit from their situation on the offensive line. With well, he went through six position coaches. Oh, is during that true? His, is what he said. Wow. Six position coaches during his time, and sure, I'm sure some interims in there as well. Uh, but yeah, they did not have any stability since, certainly since Charles, uh, since Alex Atkins left, and uh, and he's a good line coach. And the kid definitely could have gone to other places. He had offers uh, from several other schools. Comes to Florida State, and uh, I don't think he would have come here if he didn't think he had a really good chance to start. Now, does he start? We'll have to see. And and if and he where? starts, where? Yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be the question. You know, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, we'll is it see. him and Harris battling at tackle, or is it him and Washington battling yeah. at guard, or is it he at guard and Washington and Harris battling? I think at tackle? you're answering like, your question though. The yeah. good news is he provides options. Yeah, we, we've got options now. Where if a guy's not cutting the mustard, you can slide a guy down, move another guy out. Yeah, they've they've given themselves a, a greater margin for error. And I think this is the greatest question coming into this season uh, is is. Who steps up when guys miss a series, a quarter, a game, two weeks? Florida State has some starters we feel good about. I think that's true of the 22 starters, right? I think you feel yeah. pretty good that Florida State starters are the caliber of team that can compete to go certainly above 500 uh, on the season. It's just when they start losing guys. So because they've done a good job bringing in the Bless Harris's of the world, and now we hope Dimitri Emanuel and guys like that, and obviously we know what Gibbons turned out to be, we hope that if those are accurate hits yet again, that not only do you maybe have starters that you're putting in there, but you've got guys that if any of those starters do go down, does not cause you to fall off a cliff. Well, and what's happened the last couple of years is they've they've had to play injured starters. I mean, Devontae Love-Taylor yeah. was not the same yeah. guy he had been before. Finally, late in the season, they just shut it down completely. But he played for most of that season hurt. Maurice Smith hurt his back like in the second week of the season, real early on, and didn't and, and played. I mean, he missed a couple yeah. weeks, but then he played the rest of the season. I think that's part of I think that's part of why he looked so inept at times in the second half of last season. I think if you're dealing with a back injury, trying to play offensive line, that can't be a lot of fun. But they didn't have any other options. This year, they'll have options. You might not have to play guys. Maybe you can give a guy a month off if he gets hurt. Or, you know, maybe they won't get hurt because you've got guys rotating throughout practice. I mean, it's just so much of a better situation. Simple Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Ho, 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 horizons. It took, Bar and grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn <laughs> off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang? Too? Oh, believe me, that was the best part. <laughs> I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like... like Al Jarreau or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Luther Vandross. Well, he was making reference. sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing. Man, that's a great you jingle from game. the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizon's Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. You're damn right North it is. East Tallahassee Ooh. off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's uh man, it's just it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week, like you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now. Let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio, <laughs> never in mind person, the food. You get to see the three of us. But yeah, the food and the the drinks, the the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working. At and Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food. I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song, but with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them with a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. Correct. It's incredible. It, it's it incredible. Keeps growing. They're yeah. so kind. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. 
Make sure you like and subscribe to uh, Warchant TV there if you're watching and share with the folks. There's the boys right there doing well. Everybody happy? Hey, I, I was uh, asked about this the other day. I am. When, when does camp start, guys? Well, they, late July, right? Yeah, yeah. And they they just started their summer workouts this past weekend mm-hmm. or like late last week because uh, they got to start early because they have that week zero game. And then yeah, camp's gonna start late July. You all right? Did you flex in there? Did you you need to turn and? Show your I, was, I was kind of stretching my back. Oh, my yeah. back's a little, oh I'll you're do that. You're just getting oh, so, you're getting yeah. so Look big. That, I'm worried yeah. for you. you know? I'm blowing up out of the screen. You about to about, about 175 now? 171. Okay. 18 pounds <laughs> since my uh, ER visit. <laughs> that was a tough one. It was a toughie. Uh, <laughs> so, they do start sooner as opposed to most seasons, and that's a reason to be excited. And so we have the upcoming, not only camps getting underway but then we have uh, ACC kickoff and all that good stuff to be excited about up in Charlotte so uh, it's that tough time though where we enter into the lost month if you will sure can I bring it back to baseball real quick it's something I brought up with uh, with Aslan I asked if I could bring it back I'm just I'm steamrolling ahead I'm bringing it back um, the no matter what happens over the next two weeks I know how the postseason goes it paints our picture of how the season went but 2019 was a average baseball team 2021 was an average florida state baseball team here we are in 2022 with a team that was one of the last four in well well hold on but it's another average it's an average season that's fair but that's so in 19 they were one of the last four in um and now in this one they're one of the last four and they've been a three seed three years in a row that to me is more concerning than anything they do these next two weeks if they could get hot for five days that's great where is this program is this a middling bubble program? Is that what we're, we're to expect of Florida State for the foreseeable future? Or is this a three- to four-year blip? Because when you look at next year and who you lose, you're not bringing in a Parker Messick. And that was a reason you won a lot of games. So it's like, man, you, you start to wonder, where, where is this program going? And is it, can, it find, can it ever get back? I know it can. But it used to be you just wondered who you were going to be hosting. If you're going to be a top six, top eight national seed, now you wonder if you're going to get in the tournament. That's a that's a struggle there. So it's, it's a, a fair concern that the program has obviously taken a huge step back. I would argue that it was inevitable going through the transition as they did towards the end of Eleven's career before naming Meet the head coach. Now, has Meet met with huge success in taking over? No. Then you get into the discussion about what is a reasonable timeline to flip a roster to get to where you have comparable talent that allows you to assume that you're hosting and going to be a one or a two seed in regionals, right? So I, I, I think if we if we would admit that there were real hindrances to them operating to peak efficiency at the end of Eleven's career, then once we go ahead and define our terms, we can discuss what's a reasonable timeline for them to get it turned around. Yeah, I think if you go up to the time when – when they still had Mike Bell on the staff and Mike Mike Bell and Mike Martin Jr. as your assistant coaches and 11 still, you know, a few years left and the program was still kind of performing at a high level. Then, you know, Bell leaves and you, not that he was like the key to the program, but he leaves, you get 11's last couple of years of the program and things were going in the wrong direction. I mean, they just were. Yeah. And partly because you had a head coach who was, you know, was it out recruiting? Or, yeah, but it was recruiting. it was masked by a crazy run to Omaha in his last yeah, year. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But what I'm saying is, you know, but just like any new head coach, when they take over, most often they're taking over because things are not going in the right direction. So he comes in. Now he was on the staff before. Yeah. And if his name wasn't Mike Martin Jr. and if he wasn't, uh, 
beloved, his family wasn't beloved by some people in the community, there's a good chance you wouldn't have hired from within. But they did because he had done a good job and he was well-liked by some people who really wanted him to be in place. So he gets that opportunity. But just like any head coach that's taking over a program that's kind of sliding, it's going to take some time. So I don't know that you could say, okay, he gets the blame for 19. But at the same time, you know, next year, I mean, I think it's a huge That's year That's what I was him. pointing yeah. out. Like, if you go to 2023 and you're barely sneaking into the tournament again or you, your streak comes to an end, um, that's real worrisome. Like, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of upward mobility with this program right now. And it's I'm not blaming it all on Mike Martin Jr. I, again, I think that 19 run to the World Series masked a lot of issues. People don't remember that they barely got into the tournament. They just remember that was awesome that 11 got to go to Omaha one last time and that crazy run. They were a three-seed. In the in an NCAA regional, they were a three seed, which is crazy. I don't know. I don't know that they'd ever been a three seed in the history of the program until these last three years. And they still won. They ended up winning forty games that year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they made a forty games, but, but, but they never would have postseason. because of the postseason. Yeah, exactly. Well, they were one game over five hundred through thirty games, thirty-one games. I think it was sixteen and fifteen, something like that. The only reason I remember that is that I got into an argument on the air with Mike Martin Jr. And I remember the argument basically boiled down to me saying, "Wait a minute." That's not the standard. The standard is yeah. the standard that you guys hold to every year, and you're a game over 500. Now, his retort, rightfully, I think to some degree, was that, well, we're riddled with injury, and, yeah. and he pointed that out. And so it was a little give and take, and then they did go on that magical run. And I remember being very happy, obviously, for 11 to go on that run, and I was there in Baton Rouge to watch that happen and, and for them to go to the College World Series. Uh, they scored one run in the College World Series, I think it was. Two. Um, one earned run. Yeah, one earned run, right? Yeah. Um, was, they, the, was the was Becker the kid from the baseball club? Yeah, that, Tim Becker was their best hitter for a portion of that postseason. <laughs> Him and Mendoza carried them. But it was yeah, pretty crazy. It, they they beat Arkansas one yeah. zero, lost to Michigan two three zero, and then lost the final game to Texas Tech three to one, I think. And that was an unearned run. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they were faltering by the time they got out there, but they did get out there. Yeah. And wow. you're right. I think it did mask a lot of the problems. But then you're making that transition, and I know that Meat would tell you that if you have a coach who's on his way out and you have not confirmed what the plan is, right, right, right. then that how am I supposed well. to recruit yeah. when guys don't even know if I'm going to be the coach? Let me ask you this, though. All right, so that's, that's all fair. Why did this team, if you go back to what you thought about this team going into the season, mm-hmm. this team did not meet what you were thinking they were going to be going into the season, Correct. Correct. Why not? I mean, I, you know, Logan Lacey obviously is not the guy that anybody expected. He Had would a be a huge step backwards. Yes, a couple of the other pitchers I think that we thought were going to be more. Maybe Correct. the transfers didn't do what we thought they would do. But it's just like, why has this team? Even if you don't block out history, just this team. Why has this team not been anywhere close to the team that they hit for you might zero have power for starters? Uh, so they don't have a lot of power at all, which is problematic. Secondly. Um, you used to be able to kind of deflect from that by getting on base at an alarming rate, yeah. at one point leading the country in on-base percentage. They don't do that at all, uh, as Corey and I have had a discussion about before. They strike out a ton, they don't get on base, and they don't pick up the baseball. The not picking up the baseball thing, this is getting... Uh, See, I disagree with that. I think they do pick up the oh, baseball. It's intermittent. They, it's where they throw it. <laughs> They don't throw the baseball with a lot of consistency towards a targeted person right. with a glove on So the on point remains, yeah. they, they have a real hard time defensively. Right. And, and so it's maddening to watch this team. 
I, I was in school at a time where pitching and defense was the mantra. Now, by the way, that was at the time when the bat was a loaded weapon, right. and they should yeah. not have been worried about pitching and defense, but rather gorilla ball, right? They should have been worried about hitting home runs because games in the College World Series were being won 17-15, to 15, quite literally. But the mantra was pitching and defense, and I used to scream, punch and Judy baseball, punch and Judy baseball, hit the ball out of the yard. Then the bats obviously became regulated in a way that's much safer for the game and much more commiserate to pro baseball, which is great. And I thought, well, this is only going to help FSU. As a program that preaches pitching and defense, now that the bats aren't a loaded weapon, they ought to be able to win in ways that they never dreamt of because all they do is pitch and play defense. And the problem is, of course, all of a sudden they stopped pitching at an elite level and they certainly didn't play great defense and they haven't played great defense in a long time and that is maddening I can't stand watching them defensively well and that's again when we talk about him having to flip a roster or build something and and uh transition to another coach and everything it's like well that's good and dandy but you I know it might be hard to recruit it shouldn't be that hard to find guys that can play defense and they can run the bases the correct way I feel like that is more indicative of uh, a coaching problem a coaching problem and not saying that meat can't coach I'm saying that this, there is something getting lost and has been in this program for nearly a decade yeah. where they just don't field. They just don't field well. And that, again, when you're not, when you're not dominant, when you don't have a lineup like Tennessee's, you, you've got to be able to do the little things to win, and that's why you go 33-23. and 23. It's because you don't make the plays that you have to make. You don't make. Sometimes you boot a routine ball, and it ends up being a three-run homer the next pitch, and you lose a game that way. That's, that's what's been so frustrating. I know the players will come. You, you think the players will come. Because it is Florida State, and Meade has proven to be well a good right recruiter, now, the yeah. they and are. they've got a good class. Yeah. You, and, and these two freshmen they just brought in are really good. Um, yeah, that's a that's a really good sign, too. We yeah. should point that out. I mean, the, the, yeah. the freshmen they brought in are really good. But, you know, they don't really have a position. Like, both those guys can hit, but they don't have a position. Yeah, well, you, I'd find maybe, something. Maybe go recruit the best defensive shortstop in the country and say, you're going to be our Colton Vincent. You're going to bat night. We don't care if you bat 180. Well, no, you're that's make another problem. Errors. Can we not have Colton Vincent be a, as a catch, starting catcher? You're, you're that's, that's my recruiting Vincent pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be our Colton Vincent. You can be our, yeah. our, our non-hitting <laughs> defensive, yeah. but be better at short than Colton Vincent as how a catcher. About, how about you, slightly above average catcher who can't hit? Great. Mm, yeah, that's not working out either, especially when uh, – I mean, Brock Mathis, man, there's some juice there. Oh, you think? Yeah, but they don't. They didn't. He's hit the ball further than anybody on this team this year several times. But that said, he is terrible defensively. I, it, they just. Yeah. <laughs> just not so, a lot. Go, not a lot go win it in Auburn. Come on, yeah, man. Should go, be a great go, series. Go make a run to Omaha game. <laughs> they could because baseball's silly. Hey, so who, who would you start? Does it matter who they start in game one or game two? I, well, to Corey's point, the way that guys have pitched down the stretch, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think it uh, matters. They, haven't been, they don't have a guy that you go, well, he, he'll win. That's my, a guy I feel good about. My idea was uh, you, go, you go with Hubbard Crowell. Yeah, Hubbard slash Crowell. Yes, and then you save your boy for the big one. Because the only way you can get out of that regional, in my opinion, is you, you go 3-0 and and you have to beat Auburn on a Saturday night. Yep. And I trust that there is a chance Messick can find some magic in a packed house on a Saturday yes, night. Yes, yes. The Hubbard, I don't trust to do that at Correct. all. So you try to win the first game with Hubbard and Crowell. And again, that's not that's a flip of the coin. Hubbard Crowell pitching at noon against Messick pitching at noon in front of nine fans, it's about the same. I don't I think you're flipping a coin there, but Messick on a Saturday night against the host, I feel like you have a better chance. Well, it, it, I I think that's the right logic because Messick's got a whole lot of what for. Yeah. He's, he's either going to win or yeah. there's going to be a fight. Yeah, no, he's somehow. got, but yeah. he's got a whole <laughs> lot of get you some, and and so even though he may not go out and win it, he's mentally capable of going out and dealing with that. Yeah, and shoving. 
and telling you about it yeah. repeatedly. And Hubbard's last start on the road, oh, like a real God. road, he pitched an inning. He looked like he, a child. He didn't get out of the second. He kept fidgeting all around. Fidgeting, swiping at the dirt. Like, can we, Apparently didn't like tell them. I try to them. watch a movie with a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, can just we sit calm still down for a just, second? Yeah, here. catch the ball and Let throw the it. Let the character development happen, son. Seminole <laughs> <Right. laughs> Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Some of the headlines, as they said, continues on. Next hour, we get to headline our questions. We got a lot of them, boys. Good job. Good. Nice. All right. Great. Good job. Great. Prompting, as always. So bad last week. I asked for the questions, even knowing I knew I was not going to be here. Well, so you I wanted did to your say, duty, though. That was the right thing but, to do. But I was afraid they might. If I told them I wasn't going to be here, yeah. people would be like, well, I don't really want to care what's what the those point guys of even, to What's say. the point of even giving if a If I'm not going to get your wisdom, yeah. then why even do it? So I just I abstained. We I appreciate that. that. I was just glad that you Looked did Looked out it. for you. Provided, uh, you know talking points for Corey and I. We just breezed right through it. We did. <laughs> Felt a lot easier than this one has so far, I'll be honest. <laughs> we had the softball team to talk about, though. Well, yeah. Tough times. Football can't get here soon enough, guys. Yeah. That's a toughie. Yeah. That was, uh, somebody complained about it earlier, but I'm like, I, I don't think that we're, you know, commiserating. We're just noting what has happened. That's that's where we're at. I mean, hey, the baseball team did move on, and we'll find out how they pitch, but obviously that softball team losing was pretty devastating because we assumed that we would be watching them all the way through with a chance to win a national championship. Good showing by Mississippi State uh, in the Supers, huh? That was a... Get swept. Akin then, to a team that, you know, lost 25 yeah, yeah. games. They kind of looked like they that They kind of looked like a team they? that wasn't any good. That, yeah. You know, man, I'm not going to complain about softball officiating, but the the, umpire, the home, play, home plate umpires, both games were rough. And then the guy at first base with all those calls was just ridiculous. Um, you know, the leaving the bag early, then the, the re- then they overturn the play of first base. Uh, yeah, I heard, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it was one thing after another, but, um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it, it stunk because they had such a great season, but I also don't think it means, you know, again, it's like the point we've made about FSU baseball through the years where they had a great season, but then something happened in the postseason. It doesn't diminish your whole season. They had a great season uh, in the headline. I said something like, you know, stunning end of magical season or something, and people are like, how could it be a magical season? It was a really magical season until yeah, that day. Like they, they shouldn't have broken five. the record in terms of win percentage. They, they they had a lot of games they should have lost, but they didn't yes. because of the magic right. of mm-hmm. which you referenced. Now, yeah. that said, when that happens and you end up having a gaudy record like that and then you get sent home, well, you are told to stay home after losing <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. to Mississippi yeah. State. That's a toughie. Yeah. Uh, it makes it that much more difficult to swallow. I really believe, and I've said this for years, that is that you're never a victim of your own success, so it is preposterous to, to hide behind it. But I think you can discuss uh, the nuance of that, right? So Mike Martin took a lot of teams that had no business right. going to Omaha to Omaha, and we would all be like, this team is terribly flawed. And then they'd get bounced by a better team. Now, he also had some elite teams that right. should have won the national title. I got it. That's all in there, too. That's the balance, uh, nuance of the conversation. But he did. He took some teams some years where you're like, what is this team doing out in Omaha? And then they'd lose, and people would go, well, typical. Yeah. No, no, no. They should have never been there. They had no business being there. That happened a lot. Uh, I don't know where we stand on that softball team. We think they should have been there, though. Right? Well, yeah, but I think when you look at the softball team, it's a top-five team in the country. It still is. It's not going to finish in the top five because of one bad day. 
but it's a top five team in the country. It played like that all season. The baseball team is top twenty five ish. 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 That's the in in even if Florida even if the baseball team makes it to Omaha, um, they did not have in my opinion, just the way I view this sport, they did not have a better season than the team that got bounced in the regionals. They just didn't. They had a better postseason. But the I judge these programs I judge the the uh, strength of a program, the overall strength of a program, what they do in the regular season, because that's repeatable. That's something you can depend on over and over and over again, and, and that's where the, my concern is with the baseball team, and that's where I have no concern with the softball team. We know they'll be really good again next year, really good, and you just hope they don't uh, they don't have one bad day next year in the postseason. I don't think they will. Oklahoma I really do City. think that was an outlier. I really do think yeah. that it's a it, it's a crazy outlier. Actually, I mean, I, I know what, what we would say typically if. If Lonnie wasn't so eminently likable and such a class act, and they hadn't sustained a bunch of success in back-to-back-to-back-to-back years, which they've done, and she is, we would say that is an epic collapse. That is a choke. That's what we would say about any other program that had that kind of weekend uh, in in the most important time of the year. And so it was. But because they've built up all that goodwill, you can say, all right, well, let's see what happens. And that's the... The key to having sustained success is to give yourself those chances. Over and over And, and that was the point with Mike Martin Sr. is you did get all those chances. The problem right now for Florida State baseball is, and this is the inherent problem with when you're kind of sliding into the tournament as opposed to being a number one seed and hosting regionals, is you have to play tougher teams and you have to play on the road. This team has been historically terrible on the road. Well, this team has been – this particular this team, team, yeah, 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 has yeah. been epically bad on the road – but because you're a three seed, you got to go on the road, and you're going to play good. There's two teams that are better than them in their bre- in their division that they have to get past away from yeah. Hauser. And then if they win that, then they probably have to go to Corvallis yeah. or the next round, Nashville. Yeah, or Nashville. Would we go to Nashville? Ooh. Would we cover? Can them in I Vanderbilt? volunteer to go to Nashville? You're not going to Vanderbilt. I'll go to Vanderbilt. Why wouldn't I? He you're, just wants to go to Nashville. Well, yeah, but you have to go like cover the games. No, no, I'll go to Nashville with you guys. Oh, okay, we're yeah. just gonna go, and then you go ahead and write whatever story you're gonna <laughs> All write. Right. You've already decided. I'll finish at the bar later. It depends yeah, yeah, if Pearl Jam's playing there. Corey might. Go. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Otherwise, you know what I did last night, guys? And uh, I, I was, I was buzzed. I wasn't. I wasn't hammered, but I was buzzed. It was a fun Monday night watching. Uh, like most people are on Monday night. Well, Monday I, night. I was I was watching hockey with Jamie, Jamie okay. and Tom, because she's a Rangers fan. Yeah. So and now, now, now the Lightning and the and the Rangers will play. And yeah. my son will be in town that weekend. I bought four tickets to the Lightning Rangers game. Game there you six. Go. Yeah. Game six. And I'm I, I'm kind of. I'm not kind of. I'm mostly rooting for the series to be over in five so I can get my money back. Yeah, you, you woke up today and thought, what you have I done? You were not buzzed when you made that decision. I know I was. Tell yourself whatever <laughs> lie you need to tell yourself to get through this story. No, I'm, you were not buzzed when I'm, you bought four playoff hockey Stanley Cup finals. No, not Stanley Cup finals. Eastern Conference but finals. But they weren't that expensive. They're uh, upper deck. Yeah. And I just thought They're it'd be cool. If, if Brady wasn't in town, there's no way I'm going. But I'm like, you know what? I've never taken Brady to a hockey game. You know why? Well, there's no hockey in Atlanta. And it's hockey. Well, hey, Hockey's awesome, by yeah, the way. Hey, I'm it's tired great. of this. I'm a huge hockey fan. Man, Igor stood on his head last night, Ira. <laughs> yeah, so as an aside, wait a minute. Spinovsky or whatever his name is. You, you bought four tickets, so you bought one for you, one for Brady, and then you bought Tom and Jamie tickets? No, Stephanie and um, okay. somebody else, another okay. friend. I was going to say, you know, we have connections. You, you didn't have to do that. No, I want to sit in the upper deck, man. Well, no. I want Brady to live with the common folks, <laughs> right? But anyway, so hopefully it goes five. I get my money back. But if not, I think that'll be a fun experience for a dad and a son. I like your uh, prognostication. Bolts and five. 
No, I didn't say that. I just said let's hope it goes. What are the odds it goes six? Pretty strong? Pretty high because both both goalies, uh, these are the two premier goalies. They're both Russian too, Ira. They're outstanding. Can you believe that? Yeah, and, and, and both very capable. So this could very well go seven. You're probably going to get to see hockey, buddy. Man, if I, I just see... like that you admitted on this show that you were drinking and decided to buy four <laughs> tickets to when the – people... But just buzz. I was just buzz. buzz. <laughs> it's a vodka buzz. It's different. It's, a vodka. it's not an ultra buzz. It's a vodka buzz. But uh, but yeah. So I like. I think it'd be if like the Lightning wrap up a, a finals appearance, like a Stanley Cup finals appearance, and we're there. That'll be something Brady will remember for a long time. Corey Drunk Dial's Ticketmaster. <laughs> What's well, StubHub? Actually, it's impressive. <laughs> it's impressive. I've done that for bands that I've always wanted to see and things like that, but not sporting events. You know, I did that um, on Stephanie and I. It might have been our first date. By the way, it's our five year anniversary today hey, of our nice. first date. Congratulations! Believe that proof. Yeah. Um, sorry, I know they're not a sponsor, but that's where it was. Um, I bought us tickets to go see the Joshua Tree tour. Yeah, which was the great. U2 in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I think it might have, no, it must have been like our fifth or sixth date I did that. But yeah, same that thing. was the same thing, same principle. Mm-hmm. Corey's like, like, you know what, I like coming you too. left and right. Like, Drunk off my ass, guys. I'll buy anybody <laughs> yeah. anything. I'll just go ahead and More do of those stories. Yeah. If you see Corey at a bar. And he's had a wait, few. Wait till about 1. Yeah. yeah. one fifteen. Hey, Corey, listen. I saw the other day that the Afghan Wigs are playing Atlanta uh, at the Variety Playhouse. Oh, I love Afghan Wigs. Well, let's go. Greg Dooley <laughs> the boys have hits? reunited. Let's go. Front row. Let's, I'll, let's say I'll you and I do it. they play their new stuff. That actually, yeah, ha- there. that actually just happened. They did just play there, and they did just play their new stuff. And I should have called you at 2 o'clock in the morning and said, you pull the have. trigger, buddy. I'm coming up. Let's go. Let's do it. Kiss is getting back to together for oh, one more no, tour. Paul no. Stanley, let's see it. No, I, I, no, <laughs> no, 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 that, that I would not need to see. All right, all right. it's good to know that about you. All uh, right. Yeah, I what, feel good about it. What are we going to cover this summer, guys? If this isn't an indicator, we're in trouble. we got some recruiting coming There's up. There's a big recruiting, big recruiting camp. camp Langston's going to sit in this chair and do it. We're going to be doing our top 40 coming out soon. We'll be working on our top 40, which is I'm, always a lot of fun. I'm usually summoned to be part of that. Yes, mix, you are. So I should get my mind wrapped around this. You were even before you were part of the, I, the family. Oh, I've been you doing are, this for years. Yes. I'm an OG with the top and 40. I, I think it's going to be more encouraging. There's been a couple Absolutely. of these years where we did the top 40. And once we got after about seven, you're sitting there thinking. And, <laughs> and I'll tell you what else. We're going to be a lot more um, accurate. Oh, this yeah, year, yeah. We know these guys yeah. now. We're not just guessing and throwing stuff at a wall. We know what who so we know number one is the quarterback. We know we we, do? we could probably do the top ten. Jeff wants to argue with you. We could probably do that. We could probably all nail the top ten right now. Right. So here here's what I would say. Uh every time we've done the top forty the last five years, I've wanted to weep. I've <laughs> I've I've finished typing and I've hit send, and then my wife goes, "What's wrong? You're so angry. <laughs> Look, you're, like, you're so morose." Renardo Green is fourteen. <laughs> I'm like, I, every time it's happened, I've gotten up and I've like thrown down the pen that I was using to scratch off names to make sure I got to everybody, and just walked into the room and grabbed a beer. She's like, "It's three o'clock. What are you doing?" I'm, I can't do this. Go look at that list and tell yeah. me you don't want to drink. Yeah. This, this is going to be the Akeem Dent redemption tour because I think yeah. last year I kicked him out of my top 40 because I put him high the first kicked two him years. Out. Yeah. out the club. I've got to bring him back. Out the club, You top 40 material. <laughs> not even on this team. <laughs> yeah, but, not even on this team. he's coming back with a bullet. This is uh, He's I'm top 20. You, this, yeah, no doubt. No, actually, you're touching on a very interesting subject. So Akeem Dent, at least on Ira's list, could go from outside the top 40 to inside the top 10 quite easily. That would be the greatest jump in top 40 (laughs) off-season history. That would be. Casey Kasem would be. 
would be fired up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Casey reference. Kasem yeah, yeah. would be like, and now out of nowhere, with a bullet, Captain and Tennille. <laughs> yeah. And we would be like, what happened here? It's taking the country by storm. Akeem Dent, man. Akeem Dent, somebody to watch. Jamie Robinson, we know he's in the top five-ish, ten-ish. Tatum Bethune. I mean, you got a guy, uh, um, Duke Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. You got, you got guys Lovett. that you know about. Fabian Lovett. Cooper, oh, we had, the other we Cooper. had Fabian in the top. We all had Fabian in the top. The great oh. Dylan Gibbons. Yes. Oh, yeah, this ass. <laughs> He what? Was, Don't he point was at me like that. with sadness last year when he found out Gibbons was coming. Gonna need to now play. he's going to be like, oh, man, I'm going to put him in the top Gibbons eight. Gibbons is number one. Yeah. He's number one. He's the anchor. <laughs> Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system We're offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Taking a little sneak peek there, boys, at some of the uh, questions from uh, the headliners that we'll be getting to here in mere moments. By the way, Glenn writes that Shaheem Brown is his uh, surprise breakout guy. I'm waiting on Shaheem. I thought he was going to be really, really good, really, really fast based on that one spring we were watching and everything. Or was it fall yeah. camp? No, it was last spring. Yeah, but he I, was really good. But I think it was uh, – well, it was the preseason. It was last fall, yeah. It was preseason yeah. camp. Yeah, yeah, he didn't come until the fall. But, um, I mean, I just think from everything I hear, it's just there's a lot – if he was playing corner, that may be one thing. You could maybe play as a true freshman and play a lot. But I think it was just a lot to ask him as a safety to play. as, And they had a lot of experience safeties, especially once Akeem Dent came back and played really well. Um, but I think, yeah, from what, everything I've heard, they still think he's going to be a stud. Um, and I think this year there's a better chance. Now that you've moved a couple of those other old guys mm-hmm, to other positions, mm-hmm. I think there's a much better chance he'll be in that too deep. How many of the – somebody just asked on the, uh, on the, on chat. the chat, how many non-transfers do you think are going to be top ten? Oof. Robert Cooper? One of the last of Willie's recruiting class. Is that is that it? I mean, I guess if Akeem Dent sneaks into the top ten, then that's another one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what. Uh... So, top ten was the question, or top twenty? Top ten. Top ten. Coop, Big Coop will be in that top ten. He's going to have a big season. Deloach. Robert Scott might. Okay. No. All right. No. 
So we got. I mean, we're going to have to do the thing again where we. Again, Jeff was just completely dismissive of your. Clearly, oh, yeah, we weird. have to define. I missed one week, and how my yeah, my opinion doesn't no, count yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who are you? Who you're, are you? You're going to make your list. Who let that guy in buddy? here? You're going to make that list no matter what. Don't you worry about me. Uh, no, I'm saying we have to define our terms on this top forty list again. We always do this. Is this most important to the team? Is this best player? Best player, like objectively. He's an athlete. He's a great player. Florida State's better figure it's out a, a combination. Way to use him. I know the definition. It's a combination. I don't know what you guys are doing. No. My definition mm. is most impactful. Who's going to have the biggest impact on this team? And that's how I do it. So but you guys can case, do it however you want to do it. You know, by the way, doing it that way does leave a lot of wiggle room because mm. you can say, oh, I think this kid sucks and he hasn't gotten any better and it's going to be a really negative impact on how poor be he so plays. Impactful. I, he could be number one. Yeah. He could Most, be top the like list Abdul because Bello. of the kind of – Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say no, no, since but it's the, the top guy that has 40, to start, but it has, it, it, I'm going to say the most positively impactful. Most positive impact. The biggest positive impact. Because that's what I told Ira. Like, we, all right. had, we all had Parchman in our top ten last year and we weren't wrong because him not being any good was very impactful on the team. Yeah. That's my point. That's what, that's what I'm arguing, that you can identify guys that are expected to do great things, probably going to start because we have no better option, but really the impact is minimal to negative, and therefore what do we do with them? Well, you can't just go top 40 most talented players because no, you're going to have – No, Jay would be in the top of the list, and well, he, we don't even know if he's going to play. Right. And you could have <laughs> theoretically could have three or four guys in the same position, but they're not going mean, right. to – so you can't do it that way. Uh, and you guys can figure it out on your own. We all have our own – well, yeah. It's like, it's I'm all, here to it's tell like you, Robert Scott is not a top 10 player. I, I don't know where this is. Hey, but he's a, he plays an important position. He's well, going to have an impact on this football team, a big one. Big <laughs> one. Huge. I don't huge think, I don't think either one of you think that. That's not true. You, but think, yeah, you know I, what our hope for Robert Scott be, is? Don't suck. Be average, please. Yeah, it's that would make be, an impact. It's going to be mostly transfers, just like anybody who was possibly going to get drafted this past season was mostly transfers. Think about is, that, though. We did this exercise once already, which is that – of those transfer portal kids that we talked about FSU bringing in this past year, it was shocking to me how many of them are not only going to have an impact, but how many of them are going to start. Yeah, it's all, instant, it's, it's instant like, impact. It's over half of them are yeah. starters. I yeah. mean, I think Trey Benson's your starter at running back, right? Could be. He definitely will probably. Uh, yeah, he definitely has a chance to get the most carries, whether he starts or not. Um, and the other kids will walk on. And then we think Micah, as far as like the two, yeah. the top two yeah, running backs. And we think Micah's probably at this point. Arguably your best receiver, yep. just like that. Yeah, it's quick that it happened that way. I mean, I, I, again, they uh, turn Ross over. He turned I think, it over. I think Bless Harris is probably going to start, and that by definition makes him very impactful because he would have come in and never have played a game for FSU, and now is starting. Right. I mean, it, it's it's Jared Burst. Jared Burst is definitely a top ten guy as far as his what he means to the team if he plays well. Yeah, he definitely been our top ten. I yeah. will ask you this, and then we'll move on from the subject. We'll get into the next hour. We'll get in. You know more questions, a variety of questions, but how quickly do the three of us think that uh, Azrae Thomas is gonna is gonna be playing as like starters reps? I don't know that it's definitely gonna happen this season. It could really? it could really? happen midway okay. through the season. I, I think it's it. a middle of the For season sure. type thing. Good, yeah. I think you have Cooper on one side, him on the other. No, I, I didn't. Nobody, nobody on the other side really impressed me. Like he yeah, did. Ronaldo no, now he was right going now up against different the dudes. other guy, but I mean we don't know. We'll see. Nobody's in awe of Renardo Green. No. I do give him a lot of credit. 
for buying back in and working his ass yeah. off to be in a position to and play. And he doesn't seem like a guy that's going to get beat a lot. Like, I'm not saying he's going to make a ton of plays. Right. But he doesn't, just from watching him in the spring, I never saw him just get guys running by him or getting confused or, you know, those types of things, or just getting overpowered. I think Azaria Thomas is a guy who probably makes more plays for you, but as a freshman, maybe he gets beat more. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, so I just hope he can pick it up quick because he is by far and away from a talent standpoint. The ceiling yeah. for him is huge. And then, you know, McCall is another guy. How quickly can right. he learn it? Because there's a guy who plays with a, a extreme violence. I love him. He's a different player than Azaray. He, he's, he's, um, he's angry when he plays football. And, and you know, I, I know he's not going to have a problem tackling anybody. You just got to be in the right spots. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, those two guys, the quicker they could get out there, Florida State's raising the floor from talent standpoint if those two are out there. Well, and you already loved, you know, again, we talk about evaluation for the staff. There are certain things about this staff in the, the Mike Norvell era that you can criticize. Oh, yeah. Evaluation is not really one of them. Amarion Cooper's a real player, and he was not super highly recruited. Kevin Knowles is a real football player that was not super highly recruited. Um, that you know, there's guys across the board that they brought in Patrick Payton. There's guys that you you say, okay, man, I see it. This guy Shaheem Brown, nobody. I mean, he had his his offer list was like two small schools when Florida State agreed uh, to take him. So um, you know, I think the the evaluations there. Now the next step is if you have a good season in 2022, can you get some high school kids? That can you get gonna, more yeah. of that upper echelon? And they got a couple of them. They did get Zaria Thomas and Sam McCall. They got uh, Julian Armella. They got a few high, highly recruited guys. But you got to get a lot. Well, and more remember, they also were really high on Travis Hunter. That was a good evaluation. They evaluated that kid. It seemed yeah. fair. They that accurately. Was, that was a yeah. That was a bold ac- uh, evaluation <laughs> yeah. by so, them. So I mean, they were on just him. Swinging a miss is what it is, Corey. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a big, big swing, swing and a miss. miss. Yeah. And that kid went down to a Division two school. Well, or that's true. I mean, yeah, I guess he can't yeah. play at all. Good what point. they? What were they thinking? They wasted that all that kid. time on that kid. Time, energy, resources. Yeah. All that PR. Yeah. For what? Nothing. Yeah. For nothing. Nobody will see that kid play. The whole country. Nobody cares. Dion and Jimbo are the great NIL uh, deniers. Deniers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, deniers, the deniers. They, both of them, nothing, not a penny. There's nothing ever happened nope. to get one. Dion of Dion doesn't even make a million dollars a year. How's exactly. one of his kids going to get that? It's just laughable. Yeah, it's that all of those kids, the fifteen five stars that chose Texas A and M, took one look around that town and said, "How could I not come here? Can't leave." Can't leave this place. They didn't want to go yeah. home after their visits. No. I'm staying. Man, you see those cheerleader outfits? Yeah, forget about it. That's it. That's all. All right. Headliner questions forthcoming. Hang in there. We'll get to you in hour two. Some of the headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. 